Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. There's so much to celebrate today. This is number 150, episode 150 of the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm kind of amazed we've got here. I'm thrilled and just super excited about it, as you can tell. Second thing to celebrate is that we topped 4,500 downloads in July, and that is a new record for us. Third thing is that I keep hearing from listeners telling me how the podcast has helped them land their first AP job or work with a teacher, other great things. And then that leads directly to today's shout out. My shout out today goes to you, my colleagues, all of you, and most especially the 16 of you that have invested a minute in rating the podcast. You are helping other people find it. The numerous people who've emailed me or DM'd me on LinkedIn to share how the show has helped them. I hope you understand how powerful that is and how much that motivates me to be better at this. Being really transparent, talking into the void taps my courage every episode. Every episode, I have to psych myself up and get in here. But having feedback helps me remember that I'm not speaking into the void. The people are listening and that the show matters. And that makes being courageous a little bit easier. So thank you. I also want to thank the people who forward the show and recommend it to their colleagues. As I said at the top here, we just topped 4,500 episodes and very episode downloads and very few listeners found this show in social media because I don't do that very well. Most of you either joined it via my email list or heard about the show from someone else. So thank you for being a part of growing this show. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day we have a chance to grow. Every day we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of August 7th through 11th, 2023. On Monday, I talked about two of my mentors, Dr. Jan Osborne and Dr. Jackie Jacobs, who have both been on this podcast, episodes number 100, 101 for Jan and 123 for Jackie. Now, both of these mentors were my leader, right? The person that I directly reported to in my job. However, what I didn't share in the email was that Jan was my mentor long before I worked for him. I first met Jan in, I think, 1993, maybe, when he was teaching a class in 
the special special ed licensure program that I was a part of. And I didn't go to work for Jan until maybe 1999. So there was a six-year period there where Jan was my mentor, where he invested in me and he helped me become a better person, even though I wasn't working for him. And in fact, the reason I did go to work for him was not because I wanted to be a county special ed coordinator, which was never on my radar, but because that job was an opportunity to have more time with him and to grow under his tutelage in a more intense way. And I met Jackie when she hired me to work at Western Carolina University. So what I tried to do in this email was to think about what's the difference between a mentor and a leader. So that leader is that person I report to in directly my job. That mentor is something else. They can be the same person, but they're not always are. And so what's the difference? And here's what I came up with. The first thing is that mentors stay with us even after we've changed the job. Jan and Jackie continue to support me and help me grow and help me become a better person. And that leads us to the second thing. Mentors focus first on us as people and the job is secondary. Mentors are more honest with us than leaders are, in, at least in my experience. My mentors are the ones that have given me that really hard feedback, that open and honest feedback that helps me to see my blind spots and to grow past them. Mentors help us grow in ways that help us move to who we want to be, not who someone else wants to be. And I think this is critical. A lot of times, if you're an assistant principal in a school and you're being tutored and grown by your leader, that's awesome. But your leader is probably molding you in a way that is consistent with the way they grew. A mentor is going to be more in tune with listening to you and figuring out how you want to grow and where you want to grow. And so they're going to help you be what you want to be, not what someone else wants you to be. And finally, mentors fill in the gaps of our growth process. You're all going to have different kinds of principles out there, and those principles are all going to have different strengths and weaknesses. Your support network, your community is going to be able to fill in certain gaps. Your advocate is going to help you, but the mentor is the one that you can go to and get help in those areas that nobody else is taking care of. So remember that mentor is the fourth role in your support network, your leader, your community, your advocate, and then your mentor. And I think the mentor is really the icing on the cake because without icing, you don't really have a cake. So yeah, I probably should go back to my garden analogies. All right, let's move to Tuesday. On Tuesday, I shared the story of when I was a first-year teacher. I taught at Robert College of Istanbul, which was a elite private school in Turkey that served students from all over the country. And I also shared in the email that I was a pretty intense person in my 20s and 30s, and maybe I still am, but in a different way. When I first got to Robert College, I got there early enough that I could really immerse myself in planning, and I was a little bit chagrined to find out that there was no curriculum for physical education at Robert College. 
Now, being an elite academic school, there was a tendency to look at physical education as being kind of an extra thing. And so we were encouraged to roll out the ball and just let people have fun, of course, to teach skills, but it really was more about the activity. Now, I had learned through great teachers in my phys ed programs that physical education was an absolutely critical subject because it's the only subject, the only subject in school where we help teach kids about themselves through the medium of movement. And so I was passionate about having kids have a really vibrant, positive physical education experience. But how do you do that if you don't have a curriculum? How do you even know what to teach? Now we had a calendar for what sports we would do at what time. So I at least had that structure, but what does that mean? At what point are we teaching what skills, what strategies? There was nothing there. So I actually built our PE curriculum. Not that everybody else used it, but it was an anchor for me and it gave me the confidence and the direction to plan my lessons each week for each different grade level. I was responsible for seven different grade levels. And it helped me to really be able to differentiate the instruction between a seventh grader and a 12th grader, because at least in my mind, there was a progression of skills and a different kind of emphasis in each grade level. And I tie this to teachers coming into our schools this year, right now. In most cases, those teachers will have access to an actual curriculum, but not in all, right? There are still some subjects out there that do not have a curriculum. So keep that in mind. However, simply having a curriculum in some ways is a little bit like having that schedule of we're going to do football in the summer or in the fall and volleyball in the fall and then we'll do basketball in the winter and indoor soccer and you know whatever else having a curriculum is like having just a basic schedule but it doesn't give you the details of what to teach now i think teachers need freedom i don't think we need to be telling teachers what they should teach every day i mean that's insanity because we don't know where students are at every day but Teachers do need some guidance, especially new teachers need to understand kind of where in that curriculum they should be at what times. And simply having a curriculum that says we're going to do all this stuff, that doesn't help them figure out what they're teaching when. So one of the most important things that administrators can do for new teachers is to support them in a curricular way. And I don't hear as many people talk about this as you know, the normal things of getting relationships with kids and establishing classroom procedures. Like that's the standard stuff and it's absolutely critical. But the third piece is the curricular support. So make sure that you're checking in with your teachers. Don't assume that because their mentor is in their grade level or there's some somebody else that's working with them, don't assume that they get the curricular support. Make sure you check in with them and say, hey, do you have what you need in terms of the curriculum? Do you have the resources that are going to help you plan each week of instruction? Because they're probably not in the place where they're going to come to you if they don't have those things. So really explicitly reach out. 
I also want to add that for you new assistant principals out there, it seems to me that the new AP and the new teacher are a great match. You're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out. And I think there's a level of kind of vulnerability that you can both have with each other because you can say, hey, I'm new at this right now and I'm trying to figure it out just like you are. And starting off with that vulnerability really leads to, can build trust very quickly. And so I think that's a great match for you new, new assistant principals out there. Sometimes working with some of the veteran teachers can be a little bit intimidating. So why wait into that space if you have limited time to support teachers? Go to those new teachers and form that bond and build that support. And one of the great ways to do it is to start talking about curriculum and say, hey, do you have what you need? On Wednesday, I kind of took some of these ideas and just went with the theme that it's simple. And I dedicated a whole podcast to this a couple weeks ago. We make things way too complicated. It is really simple. If you support your teachers, and support means clearing barriers out of their way and making sure they're not overwhelmed with doing stuff that's not related to becoming a better teacher and to teaching. If you support your teachers and if you help them grow, if you help them become better at their craft, if that is all you do is support and grow teachers, here's what happens. As people's skills grow, your school gets better. As you support people, you clear out barriers and make it easier for them to do their job, they teach better and the school gets better. And when you support and grow people, they stay longer. And with more veteran teachers and less churn, your school gets better. And when people grow and when they don't have to fight upstream to do their job, to do what they're passionate about, guess what? People are happier and everyone's life gets better, including your own. Finally, people become better at solving their own problems. And when they can do that, that leaves you more time to support and grow your people, your teachers. And guess what? The school gets better. It is that simple. You've got all the, you've got the stuff to take care of, the safety and, and those issues, right? We know those are out there. But the priority after quadrant one, after making sure that nothing's burning down, the priority is quadrant two, supporting and growing your teachers. And if you do that, your school gets better and everybody gets a little bit happier. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. This is hard. It's hard work making sure that those priorities don't get eaten up by other things, by all the initiatives and the paperwork and the politics and everything else. It's hard. And growing teachers is hard work because it is very, very complex and it can also be emotionally taxing. We know that. It's not easy, but it is simple. If we focus on supporting and growing our people, then our schools will get better. And as I'm reviewing this all, I realized I just gave you Thursday's message, not Wednesday's, but we're not going to go back and splice in the edit. So forgive me on this one. Wednesday's podcast was about building your support network and why that should be a priority. It was a really brief email in which I just recapped 
my discussion with Will Parker, where we talked about those four essentials, right? Securing your support network, building your morning routine, designing your closing routine, and then establishing reflective practices. We just talked about how how fundamental and how important those were to your own well-being and how those are four pieces that maybe a lot of the other sources that you look at are not going to talk about enough. And essentially, when you take care of those four things, what you've done is improve your ability to stay in the game over the long term. On Friday, I tried to differentiate a little bit between supporting and growing. So support means two things. It means we make it easier for people to do their work and that we attend to their needs. So that easier to do the work involves clearing things away. And I want to stipulate when you clearing barriers away, clearing tasks away, doesn't mean that you take those tasks on yourself, right? If, if there's a hallway bulletin board for the fourth grade team, and we have teachers that are spending two hours on that bulletin board every week or every month, that's two hours that they could be growing and becoming better teachers. That's two hours that they could be looking at the data on where kids are and planning better lessons. That's two hours, two hours a week or two hours a month that they could be better. So how do we clear that off their plates? It doesn't mean that you should be running down the hall and coming up with fourth grade black uh, bulletin boards. That's not the point. Maybe we don't need those bulletin boards or maybe they can be stripped down to be much more basic or maybe we can have students do their own bulletin boards. So taking something off people's plates doesn't mean that you do it yourself. And I think that's one of the traps, especially for new assistant principals, because I've talked to a number of people who get in the job and don't laugh, but they don't know what to do. And so they know they have to support people. They don't really know what that looks like. And so they go around and talk to teachers, work on building relationships, which is awesome. But then in that process, they say, what can I do for you? And what they wind up taking on Teachers share things, teachers share things they don't want to do or they don't need to be doing. And so then the assistant principal winds up taking those on, but now you're doing stuff that you don't need to be doing that in many cases doesn't need to be done or can be done much more simply. So supporting people and taking work off their plate, I'm repeating it, but it bears repeating, I guess. Don't take it on yourself. Just look at stuff that can be cut or made much, much more simple. So that's support. Support also means clearing away some of the impediments, the barriers in our schedules, the barriers in our policies and things like that. So when I was a middle school teacher, we did not have a team planning time. We only had individual planning time. And that made it really hard for us to do integrated thematic units. At the point where our principal kind of flexed the schedule and built in a time that it was once a week for about 40 minutes. We got a period to plan. That was huge. And that's an example of a principal changing the structure within the school to make it easier for us to do our work. And so that's what we mean by support that addresses barriers. And then the other thing is attending to people's needs. And, you know, talked about 
situations before. I've talked about people who are struggling with loss or overwhelmed with taking care of sick parents or all the kinds of things that happen in life. When we have the relationships with people and we know what's going on, we can adapt to their needs. And a teacher struggling with those things, do they need to be accountable for being a good teacher? Of course. And that's one way to help them is to help them be a better teacher. But better looks different. And in that case, better might just be surviving and being a little bit better at how you plan so it's not as taxing on you. So we really need to adapt our support to where teachers are, where people are in terms of their their life needs. So bringing this to a conclusion, we have to be careful because sometimes we can wind up working harder on the things that matter less. And when we say work harder, not smarter, it requires us to understand what the real barriers are and what the real needs are of the people that we're serving. And how do we do that? Surprise, it all comes back to relationships. So what's the big takeaway from this week? We really focused all about how we serve others and how we're served by others. I could not be here talking with you without my mentors. Jan and Jackie, if you're listening, I would not be able to do this show, to walk this walk without your leadership, your patience, and your love. We grow with our leader's tutelage, but we transform with our mentor's patient care. Mentors fill in the gaps, they sand down the rough spots, and they just make everything a bit better. And they care enough to give us the feedback we need and the feedback that nobody else will give us the feedback that helps us see our own blind spots and become better. And that ties into this idea of servant leadership. When we focus on supporting and growing others, and when we do that holistically through care, we ourselves move from leadership to mentorship. We all have an opportunity, an opportunity that repeats itself every day. And it's this, we can actively choose to care for, support, and grow the people around us. Each day, and multiple times each day, we have the power to choose to have an impact. And isn't that awesome? Okay, that's it for this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you, thank you for including me on your journey. If you'd like to walk more with me, I have a couple simple ways to do it. The first is to invest no money, but a little bit of time and download our free checklist on building your support network. The second is to invest $9 a month and about 20 minutes of your time to become a supporting member of our community. You'll get early and unfettered access to our free courses, a discussion area, a library of past content, and an occasional webinar. You'll also be helping me to continue investing both time and money in producing this podcast, in writing the daily emails, and sharing free content. Finally, for $69 and a little bit more time, you can become a full member of our Apex community and join me for monthly group coaching, mentoring, and lots of other perks. 
You can get the details and links for any of these things on my website at frederickbuskey.com. I'm really looking forward to seeing you again next Tuesday when we feature my interview with Angela Myers. Angela is so passionate and so caring. It's a great interview. Angela breaks down the power of communicating to others that they matter. And it's a perfect show to build on what we've talked about today. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the show helps others find it. And if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. Again, you'll be helping others find the show and you'll make me smile. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers.